Voice Live from CES is an official event within the greater CES program, where the world's top brand leaders will share insights about how they are engaging customers through voice-enabled devices in our homes, cars, hotels, and more. To learn more about how you can be a sponsor, speaker, or attend Voice Live from CES, visit voicesummit.ai slash CES. That's voicesummit.ai slash CES. With Fitbit and 7-Minute Workout being some of the top skills in voice, it's no wonder that the fitness industry is starting to take notice. On this episode, you'll hear Brian O'Rourke, an executive advisor, board director, author, investor, and keynote speaker with a focus on brand strategy and technology for fitness brands, talk about how voice is impacting the fitness industry, how it's being used now and will be used in the future, what brands in the fitness space need to be thinking about when it comes to their voice strategy, and which countries have been adopting voice the fastest. Hi, Inside Voice podcast listeners. This is your co-host, Carrie Roberts. And today, my guest is Brian O'Rourke. He is an executive, an advisor, board director, author, investor, and a keynote speaker with a large focus on technology and fitness. And on a side note, I have personally known Brian for a long time, and he is an extremely kind, giving, and knowledgeable leader. So welcome, Brian. Thanks for being here. Carrie, you're so nice to say those things. I've enjoyed uh, collaborating and visiting with you over many years and very proud of all the great things that you've done. So thanks for inviting me on. Yeah. So for people, you know, you have a long list of things you've done. Can you just give us a brief overview from what you do on a day-to-day basis, especially in the fitness and technology space? Well, thanks. Yeah. And it's not just me. We're fortunate to have a team of great folks. And, you know, we invest in companies. We have 14 companies in uh, Europe, the Americas, and Asia in the fitness technology space largely. And we advise a lot of brands, uh, publish seven books with uh, colleagues uh, on the space. And um, we work in M&A. We have our own digital marketing firm in the space as well. You know, just trying to help people navigate the amount of change going on in the world and figuring out how they can be relevant and uh, do even better things in the industry using these uh, technologies and considering these trends. And like you've said, you've been in the fitness industry a long time. When did you personally start to have an interest in the way technology as a whole would affect the industry and begin educating wellness companies about it? And so my DNA was really bringing technology into play when my career started. I had a finance background in my undergraduate, and that's because uh, I'm an old guy. That's uh, in the early 80s when the personal computer came out. And so I've been part of implementing tech since that time. And then when we got into the fitness and wellness space with uh, nutrition, when we were involved heavily in expanding Smoothie King, the brand in the early to mid 90s, and then getting into the health club industry around 97. So that's a while ago. You know, we've just been a part of integrating tech all along since then and have done it in many, many, many ways. You know, in the 90s, late 90s, mid 90s, the internet was still a very new thing. You know, in all of our businesses, we were just early adopters of the internet, websites, and the just list went on and on through the companies that we built and um, and implemented. I remember um, in the mid-2000s, most people didn't know what the cloud was. We uh, never had mail servers for our companies since, you know, mid-2005. No one really knew what the cloud was. The fact that we never had mail servers to launching mobile apps before people knew what that was, or even utilizing social media platforms for marketing in our various businesses. We were always early adopters. And I think voice is another great example of a, an emerging 
platform opportunity that a lot of brands aren't really thinking about yet. Yeah. So let's focus a lot on that. When did you first realize voice technology could impact the fitness industry? I wrote an article about it almost three years ago. In that article, I wrote that uh, voice is the next great user interface. And so, you know, I realized that about three years ago and, and knew that it was going to become a bigger and bigger dynamic, not just as a technology tool, but also as a business, both distribution opportunity for new services and audiences and a disruptor around voice platform, which is a big thing we can get into a little later. And I'm not really sure, uh, similarly with mobile or with a lot of other innovation technology platforms and, and change, this stuff tends to sneak up on people in existing business models. And until it kind of smacks them in the face, they don't really realize what it really means, you know? Yeah. And I know companies like Fitbit and 7-Minute Workout are some of the top voice skills. For those that don't know what they do, can you explain how they work and why you think people are using those two so much? Why people use it is convenience, right? Ultimately, it's great user interface, utility, and convenience. Those are the key drivers. Frictionless commerce, you know, where you can interface with these kind of voice interactions and they give you information that's relevant. You know, how many steps do you have? What do you need to be doing? And it just makes the interface very, very easy, convenient, and frictionless. So those are smart brands that are figuring that out. And do you see voice being used in other ways in the fitness industry? Like, is it currently being used within facilities or are most people using it at home or hearables? Or what are you kind of seeing in the fitness and wellness space at this point? Well, like a lot of these things, when you talk about the fitness space, the fitness space is being experienced more and more around a larger and larger fragmented set of distribution points. And as these digital platforms like voice, which is so brand new, is emerging, there's very little in the way of bricks and mortar brands really figuring out how to integrate that into their experience. When you're dealing with uh, B2C plays like uh, Fitbit and others, you know, that's going to be different. I think most of the use is at home right now. There's very little use in facility at the current time for fitness brands, but I think that's not going to be for long. So where do you kind of see it going in the fitness industry? Like, do you imagine that people are going to be spending more time at home doing things by themselves or will they still be going to a gym or a yoga studio and interacting with voice in some way? Yeah. So in general with trends, Carrie, you know, a lot of things from a macro perspective are going to lead to more and more omnipresence and anytime, anywhere type of experiences. When you look at consumers of fitness and wellness products and services, you need to consider, and I know you do, the idea of what's changing in people's lives. So more and more workers are not going to offices. They're working remotely or on demand. And so that leads to their travel patterns and lifestyles requiring that they experience that fitness and wellness wherever it's most convenient for them. And for a lot of people, getting in a car and going somewhere to do something that's health and fitness related it better be a pretty special experience because of the convenience dynamic. So what you've seen in the market is a bifurcation where you have the boutique side and the luxury element delivering experience that people are, are seeking to enjoy. And then you have the budget or low cost value add. I see voice impacting all of those. But on the bigger point, I do see demand uh, for services being at home or anywhere at any time becoming a bigger and bigger factor because of convenience. But I also see brands like Planet Fitness, which is the largest consumer brand that's bricks and mortar in the world with over 14 million users, 
reaching a point of scale to where if someone's on the couch eating their vanilla ice cream one evening and considering how they might want to be more healthy, they can just say, Alexa, I want a gym membership and Planet Fitness will be put on an offer and frictionlessly, they'll be able to become members in a matter of seconds. I actually am a member of Planet Fitness. It is the one closest to my house. It's the first time I've been and their membership process is easy online now. Um, you just sign up and you're a member. And a lot of gyms, you have to come in, you have to do the whole thing, and then it makes you not want to do it. So it's interesting for you to use that example and to say even how much easier it can be with voice and you're signed up and ready to go if that's something you want to do. That's exactly right. And I, t- I see those things as being real. I, I know some of the folks uh, over there, their head of digital, who's a member of the Fitness Industry Technology Council Board of Directors, who we work with, Craig and they very much have a view to platform, which is you know reflective of the trends that we're relating to and more. And so I see those brands at scale, really you know smart brands like that, really looking at that voice as another channel, and they'll have the scale to actually execute that well. Do you have any suggestions for a company in fitness, whether it is a large brand or it's a small Pilates studio, for how they could be using voice or kind of the next steps that they should be taking right now? You know, that's a great question. With all technologies, there's a tendency to become enamored with a trend or, you know, kind of the shiny new bobble. You know, wearables was all the rage, you know, at one point and kind of like social media was all the rage at one point. And I think people will put labels on things, not really understanding sometimes what the overall implications of those technologies really are. So in the case of wearables, for example, wearables is a bad term. Wearables are simply sensor devices. In the case of social media, that's really a bad term. Social media is just the way that people have been using the internet. In the case of voice, it's the same thing. I think that when you look at any kind of emerging tech like this, you have to look through it with the lens of an overall assessment of your business strategy. For some companies, voice will be irrelevant in the sense that it won't make sense for them, perhaps, because they have a business model that functions in a certain way, or they, don't, they are not at scale, or they have other priorities they really need to be paying more attention to in the interim. So, you know, we really, in the talks, I was just in Europe discussing these trends and for brands, large or small, is really going through a real strategy for their businesses. Fully 85 to 90% of most brands, even large ones, don't really have a true strategy. And so when you're looking at something like voice, you know, there's a lot of implications behind how does it fit into the user experience you're trying to create? Really? What are the economics behind your model? How does that fit in? And how are you going to execute this? You know, what technology platforms, human capital and other capabilities do you really have? And how do all these things fit into your mindset and view of what you're trying to accomplish in a near-term, long-term scenario? So I think that voice is going to, of course, take many different forms around the idea of user experience from a sense of frictionless commerce, integration to payment, hyper-personalization. So Carrie, you know, if you're interfacing with a brand like Planet or someone else, I know who you are. I know what you're, you know, kind of what cohort you fit in as a user. So if you're asking me things, I can really make those voice experiences interfaces hyper personalized to you. So there's all kinds of ways to streamline interface. There's voice to chat from a service perspective. So as you know, there are all these capabilities and more, but you need to really be careful that you are thinking about it strategically, because if you try to do something 
to take advantage of the technology in the short term without really putting it in the context of your overall business strategy. You could really be wasting a lot of the time or even creating worse experiences than you're intending to create if you follow me. Yes, I 100% agree. I am all about strategy. And that's something that has come up a lot. A lot of people think that voice is just this separate entity, but you're right. It is so much about integrating to what you already have and seeing if it makes sense for you right now, because it may not at this point. So I think that's a great point. Now you travel all over the world doing various speaking engagements. Have you noticed that certain countries or certain places around the world have adapted voice more than others? Yeah, I think uh, you know there's this leapfrog effect that in some markets. So China has experienced leapfrog. They experienced it with mobile payment, for example. We're still in the U.S. and not as adept at mobile payment. Uh, similarly, in certain countries in Africa, mobile banking really was the first step to banking. I think we'll see that invoice as well. Where some countries you wouldn't think will be very early adopters because they never had a prior concept of what it is that they should be doing. In uh, the Nordics, uh, those have always been countries that are early adopters of tech. You know, they're very proficient at that. There's high degrees of uh, mobile payment adoption in, in areas of Western Europe, the Nordic in particular. You know, we see that. You know, I think that those places will be ripe for early adoption on voice. You know, the U.S., you know, the stats on voice, I think they're pretty impressive. They're going quickly. Really gets down to those use cases and how brands are really, you know, when you talk about adoption, it's what they're adopting. Because there's the cute aspect of, I say cute, but um, maybe call it the uh, faddish aspect of saying, hey, Alexa, how much does the earth weigh versus what we, uh, and, and getting an answer, which is voice versus what we were discussing earlier, which is a commercial use case around service or eating the ice cream and saying, Alexa, I need a gym membership. I think that, you know, Europe, you'll see Western Europe, you'll see some leading edge countries, including India and China, adopting even faster. And I think it's going to be a considerable degree of growth in those markets as well as Western Europe in the next five years, four years. Now, where can people learn more about you and connect with you online, either a website or social media? Brian K. O'Rourke, that's with a Y, B-R-Y-A-N-K-O-R-O-U-R-K-E. On any of the platforms that you could think of, you can hook up with me on LinkedIn at Brian K. O'Rourke or just Google it. And the last question we've been asking a lot on this show to kind of get awareness of voice, is there currently a favorite flash briefing voice skill or experience that you're using or liking right now? A couple, you know, I'm pretty basic at this point on what I do. I listen to podcasts a lot. So I use voice a lot to play my podcast. I do get my news flashes uh, that way. And I also use voice to hear my calendar every morning. <laughs> so that's how I'm using it right now. And I know there are more use cases and more things. And we're, you know, our own team, in fact, has voice on our strategy map for 2020 right now as we've been going through uh, planning. But those personally, that's what I use it for at the, at the current time. Basically, search and uh, my podcast news flashes and my calendar. Those are the skills that I look at now. Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Brian, for your time and insights. And uh, we appreciate you being here. Carrie, always a pleasure. If I can help in any way ever, you know where to reach me. Thank you for listening to the Inside Voice podcast. We greatly appreciate you being a part of our community. And if you enjoyed this episode or you like the podcast, we would love it if you would subscribe, follow, like, share, leave a review of the show. If you have any questions, comments, feedback, people you want to see on the show, things you want to learn, feel free to send us an email at kerry at motev.com. That's K-E-R-I 
at modev.com. And be sure to check us out online at voicesummit.ai. Thank you, and we look forward to chatting with you next week.